I'm Tabby. And I'm Caitlin. And today we will be discussing <laughs> Thanksgiving with the Naughty Boss by Jayla West. Jayla. Jayla, Jayla, Jayla. Jayla, Jayla. Jayla what have I you done? Disappointed in you. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I am disappointed, Jayla. We had such high expectations for this book. I wish I didn't have eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I haven't had to read this book. Yeah. So, okay, let me let me just tell you guys. Let me just read the back of the book to you off of Goodreads because you'll see you'll see why we were kind of excited a little bit. Oh wow, this is longer than I like I'm saying the back of the book is longer than the book itself. Yeah. Okay. So it says, well, first of all, on Goodreads as well, it's got a 3.76 like rating. Well, which you guys is, are like, incorrect. Yeah. Like that also led me to believe it would be pretty good. So it says, will this Thanksgiving bring Ava and Troy a love to be grateful for? Ava wanted to strangle hot as hell Troy Wickham. He had gone through six of her employment agency's temps. Now it's Thanksgiving week, and because of lockdown, she's forced to live in his bubble and service him herself. Not that servicing him would be a problem. He needs to focus on closing his business deal. The last thing he wants is an office flirtation, especially when his last relationship ended in betrayal. She seems she seems she's different. Her, her beautiful brown skin and wild curly hair enchant him. Hold on. This is not what we read. Yes, it is. I don't remember it being that bad on the back of the book either, but he doesn't trust anyone. Not anymore. When the doors close and they are locked in together, will their cool work relationship ignite into something more, giving them both something to be thankful for? You know, what's like so funny is that it's almost word for word the same as what's on the Amazon one, but they took out like the black skin and curly hair thing. Yeah, because that's a weird thing to write. That's why I was because like, what? he has like a weird like fetish yeah with her and like it is how interesting I don't remember the back of the book even being that bad because when I thought I was reading this book what I thought I was getting was like yeah she's ooh, she's working from his house and it's gonna turn into like something more which that is what the back of the book implies but it also it gave us a little too much He's a fucking creep, and she is something else as well. She's dumb. She's a a predator, and she's prey. Okay, Um, so what would you rate this book? So I give it a 0.86 out of 10 Mm -hmm. because I think she deserves to go to jail. Just for like a day. Yeah, like, not, like, anything long-term, but, like, I do think she needs to (laughs) serve some form of time for these crimes against humanity. Yeah, I do think (laughs) what she did, she took it too far. She, she actually ruined my night. (laughs) Um, so she just needs to spend, like, three hours in jail, ruin her night. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd rate it a one out of ten, and I feel like the plot was so promising and then she, she immediately broke every promise that she, she had, had given me. Us. She had me in the first, you know, five to ten pages. Yeah, not gonna I lie. Was like, this won't be bad. This won't be bad. Like, was it well written? No. Mm-mm. But was the storyline promising? Yeah, absolutely, it was. Yeah. And then it went downhill. Like the whole book is only like fifty six pages long. 
And somehow we are this upset. And it was 56 pages too many. I I just don't know. I don't know why she made the choices she made. Let's um, talk about the characters first. Um, we were actually so unattached from these characters that, like, we could not remember their names. It was a way <laughs> we to, were like, writing this episode. protect our sanity. So we did look up their names. Um, it's Ava and Troy. And, well, I just read the back of the book to you, so I'm pretty sure it said their names. Um, and we Troy and Gabriella, and this is a High School Musical fanfic. Oh, my God. Yeah, except a lot smuttier and except less basketball. I think, like, I I think I can recall some things about them, but we are going to try to recall literally anything about these characters right now on the spot. So, Ava. Um, well, she clearly, she, like, owns a temp agency. I do remember that. She's, like, a boss babe. Based off of how many times Troy repeated it, she has an ass that just won't quit. Yes. And I'm not sure what color her hair is because at one point in time it was described as golden and at another point it was brown and at one point it was also black. And so I don't know what she looks like, honestly. Oh, okay. But we for sure know she has brown skin. She has brown skin. and Because Troy fucking like fetishized it. It was weird. And uh, just the biggest titties you've ever seen. Yeah. So she's a baddie, clearly. Um, she's a baddie with hair that changes color depending on her mood. Slay. She's got mood she, hair. Um, she has a grandma. Yes, she has a grandma. That's like her only family. She abandoned to stay <laughs> with this man. Yeah, so she's like, stranger. I have to call her on Thanksgiving because I never don't call I've never her. left her ever. And we're like, oh. Yeah, okay. like, is grandma capable of living on her own or... Like, should we call being a little clingy? <laughs> should we call whatever geriatric protective services? Should we have brought is? her with us? <laughs> should grandma be staying in the other uh, guest bedroom? Grandma probably forgot she existed <clears throat> when she finally did call and was like, "Oh, you She's again? Like, oh yeah, dear. How's how's things? Where going? where the hell have you been, Loka? <laughs> um, Ava. What else? What like, else about Ava? I know she loves the hot tub. Yeah, she got in the hot tub. She's a runner. Oh, another thing about this book that was a, a bit jarring is, like, it used COVID as the excuse that, like, Ava has to, like, stay in the apartment. I hate when people do that. Yeah. I'm like, don't don't bring that up. That immediately Why do you, you got to bring me. her into this? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that bitch. Fuck COVID. Um, yeah, we could have made up literally anything else, I feel. So I hated that. Um, yeah, that's all I can really recall about her. Um, she took him back way too easy. Oh my god, yeah. That was crazy. He called her a liar and that she, like, traded company secrets and she was like, he's going through a lot. It's like, yeah. Literally, she was just like, aw, okay, he said sorry. Um, but also, yes, please. Yeah. They, I mean, it was insta love too. Cause like once they fucked, they like decided they were in love with each other. She's like, I won't say I'm in love yet. And I was like, a bitch, it's been three days. Yeah. The fact that you're even having that thought is like too much. That's crazy to me. Um, Troy, Troy he had Troy, Troy, like Troy. A, an ex fiance who did sell his company secrets, apparently. 
So So, you're dating bimbos, Troy. Not everyone's like that. Yeah, so he has really weird trust issues and, like, won't let Ava have her phone. But wants to be, like, so intimate with her. Yeah. He's like, we'll build this trust. And it's like, well, you're the one who kind of established some boundaries here. So, like, why would she trust you? Like, like, how about you work on yourself in, like, individual counseling? Yeah, why do you worry of... about yourself first? Um, so he's weird. Uh, he said some weird-ass shit, too. He's got some odd thoughts running through his head. He sure do. You um, know, it's actually been a few weeks since I read this, and for some I just reason... Read it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's fresh in Tabby's mind. Does he at one point, like, say to her something... Maybe maybe this was, like, her own internal monologue, but does he at some point think that she's, like, kind of chubby and he's into it? Or yes. does she... Okay. He, like, talks about her curves, like, all the time. And, like... Yeah. How, and I know when she was, like, getting but, in the hot tub, she was like, man, I gained some weight. She's like, wow, this uh, bikini is basically just a string on me at this point because of COVID. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I'm, and like, he was, like, their super into it, though. And he yeah. was like, yeah, she's got Which, curves totally. for days. I, you know, I love that. Love that for them. But it, like... He was it, weird about it, though. Yes, it came across as weird coming from him. Like, it came across as, like, fetishy. He's always like, about it. am I into that? It's like, well, are you into her being chubby? Like... <laughs> yeah. Like, it was just, like, weird. Like, I just don't... I don't like it when, like, they have to just keep drawing attention yeah. to the fact that they're not normally into, like, plus-size yes. girls. Because that's the thing is, like, I don't like it when something that's obviously an insecurity for people, for people everywhere, that we have to turn it into, no, like, that's, that's my fetish. Yeah, that's, that's my it's not preference. a fetish. Like, that's a whole person. Yeah, like, so I and, don't like that. Like, they're just trying to find love out here and you're being really weird about it yeah because i'm pretty sure that rubbed me the wrong way when i was reading yeah i was i don't know as a chubby person i I, I was offended i think the combination of yeah the fact that she was maybe plus size and the fact that he kept drawing attention to that plus like her plus her brown skin yeah like yeah like he was striking me as a major creep like she just exists like she is a beautiful woman and he can't just be like, oh, she's a beautiful woman. He's like, no, yeah. she is a beautiful plus size brown woman. And it's like, okay, yes, she is all those things. But why are we saying that every chance? Multiple we get? times, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know it what just, it is. It just came off as like really like <clears throat> and it just really it, creepy. I think it kind of makes me wonder too, like Obviously, we have no idea what the author looks like, but I wonder if it's a little bit of a self-insert and just a way to, like, hype her own self-esteem. And in that case, like, I can appreciate it. I think I just don't like the idea of it coming from, like, a man's narrative. (laughs) And obviously, (laughs) it was all written by a woman, so maybe it's not as bad as The crazy thing is, though, is that, like, the narrative to me came off as, like, almost like a man writing about a woman like yeah like it didn't read as like a woman like Mm -hmm. writing a romance like it struck me as like a man who's never experienced any of these things yes oh yes and I I feel like especially during the smut 
Yes. I was, like, convinced that the author of this book has never actually had sex. Yeah, it was, like, they gave, like, a virgin boy who watches a lot of porn. Yeah. Um... And I have some like an idea, and they're like, that I could "Hey, write a book about this." And he was like, "Yeah, don't worry. I know a lot about women's pleasure." Yeah. No, seriously, you're right. So that also makes me worried that this uh, author's name is a pseudonym, and that really it is a 14 year old boy. But uh-huh. I think I have actually Googled her, and she is like a stay at home mom who homeschools her kids. <laughs> oh, she's a grown woman. Uh huh. I did research this lady because I'm like, this has to be a man. (laughs) Hmm. Is it just a man with a cover story? Like, yeah, I'm a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) I don't, maybe. You know what? Maybe she's just a little freak and I love that for her. It just, it was really strange the way she wrote this book. (laughs) Yeah. No, because let's talk about, like, our thoughts and concerns really quick because I feel like we're headed there anyway. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about Troy. I can't remember anything about it. <laughs> no, I just that he read me the wrong way. He creeped me out. But the story itself is, of course, I mean, it's a novella. It's only like 56 pages. And so the story is very underdeveloped because we tried to develop an entire story in 56 pages. And that's not how a novella can work. You it can, can give us context. but you did it wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. So like for a novella to have like a full... like story and 56 pages what you need to do is like yes of course so we need like the context we need the background set up um but we need to pick a a conflict that can be resolved in 56 pages yes and she was trying to make these people like fall in love with each other like she was trying to make them trust each other fully and intimately and go through like a a whole like trial and tribulation period and come back to each other all in 56 pages and you don't have the room for that we just don't have the bandwidth no really yeah um yeah no emotional or physical bandwidth to make that happen like I've read a lot of really great novellas and yeah you need to have like a very surface level issue Mm mm-hmm and you can fill the middle with, like, a lot of smut. But it almost needs to be, like, like a one-night stand type thing. Yeah, like they can't be having a whole relationship. Or it's, like, they know each other already. And, like, mm-hmm. they get together, like, on the holidays. Yeah. And, like, then they get, like, they're just together after that. That's yeah. cool, too. But, like, yeah, you've basically put two complete strangers together. And you want them to, yeah, formulate this very deep, rooted like trust based off of nothing mm-hmm. and based yeah, off of physical attraction yes. and proximity but somehow even though we did nothing with the plot in 56 pages we put a lot of upsetting cringe an alarming there. amount let me just pull up my notes here yeah i have some written down don't even worry because okay this comes back to, you know, we were saying it feels like a person who has never had sex but has watched a lot of porn wrote the smut in this book. Mm-hmm. Let me explain to you why we're saying that. Well, let me just get page 49 pulled up really quick. Oh, okay. let me start a little bit quicker with that because page 47. Oh, yeah. You got it? Okay. Yeah. So I have – these are just highlights – but the one-eyed wonder swung in front of her lips, but he didn't say anything. Was he asking for a mouth hug? 
I'll just let you sit with that for a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a mouth hug. A mouth hug. for uh, The one-eyed wonder wants a mouth hug. So then we move on. She slid her hands down to massage the wrinkled skin of his twin sacks. Um, also, which also what happened after that, like he was, I don't know if he was super into it or if he was like, do not touch that. <laughs> Wait, let me, let me see. I can't remember because he like jumped away and I was like, oh, so he's a little bitch baby. Oh, he mumbled his appreciation. Okay. Yeah. It's because he didn't want to come too fast. So okay, he okay, did okay. like it. Um, She talks about then her panties being wet, but. That's not all she says. She says the lace of her panties was absolutely useless at holding her cream. Yeah. Nasty. I hate, hate that. And I have saved the most offensive probably for last. So at this point he's spanking her. um, And they're not, they're not like actively fucking right here, but she like wants to. And so she, she wrote, she was breathing through the lips of her wet crease, those hungry lower lips gasping, opening and closing, then pouting when they received nothing but air. And then she proceeds to say pouting again, talking yeah. about her pussy lips. Her, yeah, if we could clarify. <laughs> um, oh, God, I forgot. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, okay. wow. Why are you doing that? Okay. <laughs> so after her... Her lips were pouting, but not her mouth lips. Yeah. He spread her legs and finally gave her pussy the deep throat it had been begging for. I did have that written down. This person who wrote this book has never had sex, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Well, and I think it's just weird how she's giving, like, this anatomy, like, a personified yeah, like, uh, because, like, before that, the first time they got intimate, uh, like, she had her bra off and it said, like, he was, like, sucking on a nipple or something. So the other breast bumped his shoulder in demand. Oh, no! It's nipple already um, hard and elongated, or it's nipple already elongated cinnamon stick begging to be sucked. <laughs> I forgot about that, but I remember reading it. The cinnamon stick part in particular. And I was like, a pardon? <laughs> Excusez-moi? Okay, I have another highlight. This is from page 62, and they're making out. I'm sorry. It says, their lips smacked and chewed, feasting on each other. Mm, their delicious. smashing and bruising. He also, like, consistently calls uh, her clit her love button. Oh my god, no. Um, and her vagina, her love canal. No, 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 no. And it's like, these are not real things that people so, say. A 14-year-old child who has obviously mm-hmm. never had sex, but has watched a lot of porn. And is allowed this, to be on AO3. <laughs> and is allowed to be on AO3. Wrote this with a thesaurus open. That's what happened. Clit, not a memo. Love button. <laughs> like, how atrocious. So that is why I will not be recommending this book to anybody. Jayla. I hope y'all didn't read it. I'm sorry. Jayla, I hope you hear these things and you take this criticism to heart. Yeah. 
I don't want you to stop writing. Because I was not entertained. I was upset. I was, yeah, that was alarming. Do you think a Victorian could have read this book? And no, this would have killed a Victorian <laughs> child for sure. This this <laughs> would have sent them to straight back to Jesus. <laughs> Even a, a fully fully grown Victorian who has had their fair share of intercourse would not no, have survived this, reading this. This book. would have murdered them immediately. Even a Victorian whore wouldn't have. They've made never it. they've never heard anything of the likes before. <laughs> This was <laughs> sinful. Um, we have prepared one discussion question. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you ever wish that you could unread a book? <laughs> I didn't until this one. Thank you. Thank you In for conclusion. asking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So moving on. To uh, the little second half of our episode here, we decided in the spirit of, you know, the Thanksgiving season, um, we were going to talk about what we were thankful for. And we do, first of all, want to point out that Thanksgiving itself as a holiday is problematic. But I think the way, like, I have come to terms with it as an adult is like it's just a time to be with your loved ones and really consider the things in your life that you're thankful for and bring you joy yeah rather than anything to do with pilgrims because yeah the atrocities that were committed (laughs) against the native american people um so let's talk about what we're thankful for yeah so i mean obviously you know, our loved ones and having a roof over our heads and, you know, everything that we could need provided to us. I think that's a given. Yeah. But I'm also thankful for, you know, some just modern amenities that I take for granted. Like, yeah, you know, like our jobs. indoor plumbing, indoor plumbing, um, Kindle e-readers. And that's a big our, one. All of our favorite authors. Oh my god, yes. Our favorite books in local coffee shops. Oh my god, so true. Yeah. Are just things that I'm very thankful for that I overlook every day. Yeah. Oh, you know what? A new one to add to that is uh Spotify Premium added audiobooks. And I'm so thankful for that. I am so thankful for that. That was a very exciting thing for me. Uh as someone who commutes an hour each way to and from work. So Love that for me. So speaking of, very thankful for our jobs. Yeah, that we have jobs that we, um, I mean, not only having a job to that we enjoy. provide for ourselves, but yes, enjoying our job, enjoying our coworkers. And I'm thankful for you and this podcast. Yes, and of course, the opportunity to the do that. Thankful our, for our listeners. Yes, for each of you who take the time to listen to us, even though we don't always have important things to say. <laughs> So, yeah, that's Even a very though, that's a very short list. Um, I'm thankful for literally yeah. so much of my life. And I hope that you all feel the same, that you all have a long, overflowing list of things to be thankful for. Yes. And, you know, as we come into the holiday season, just, you know, reflecting on that and also just remembering that not everyone has a good holiday season, so just be kind to everybody. And Yes, always be kind. Well, always be kind in general, but not everyone um, has quite as abundant a list of things 
Yes. That bring them joy. So, but that does wrap up our Thanksgiving episode. Um, join us next, or actually we are taking a couple weeks off. I forgot. We're taking a couple weeks off, but um, join us December 4th. We're going to be discussing A Very Krampus Holiday by Katie Robert. It is a short and sweet little 15-page. Speaking of um, how to properly do a novella, Katie Robert. Katie Robert is she do really it. good. Yeah, <laughs> she makes it happen. So, um, yeah, read that, and then we will be <laughs> discussing that just as a fun little mini-sode on the 4th of December. And then the week after that, we will be discussing Jingle Wars by R. Holmes and Veronica Eden, which is a very cute little so Christmas-type um christmas type vibe so join us then and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks and as always let's get lit 